This is Rhema for Today. And you remember how Peter went out on the housetop to pray, an angel already visited Cornelius, and Peter went out on the housetop to pray and fell into a trance. Actually, the Greek says he fell over bodily. Another way of saying that was he just simply fell under the power of God. And while he's laying there, up on the housetop under the power of God, he had a vision. He saw this great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, you know, and on this sheet all kinds of beasts, both clean and unclean. You remember under the Old Testament, Israel, there's certain animals that was unclean to them. They were not to eat, and certain ones were clean they could eat, see? And here's these unclean animals on that sheet, as well as clean animals. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, God's Healing Mercy. Find out more next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. See, if the devil can ever get you back over on the negative side, he can whip you. Absolutely defeat you and rob you of the blessings of God. Amen. I remember when I, as a young Baptist boy preacher, was baptized in the Holy Ghost, spoke with other tongues. And you see, I, I, uh, that, that's the thing that brought me over, you know, among Pentecostal, full gospel people, was that I uh, had been healed. And I believed in divine healing. And I'd just been standing alone for about uh, four years. Boy, I mean, you just, you just stand alone, you know. I mean, nobody else. I knew I believed divine healing except me. That's not always the easiest thing in the world to do. And so, you know, when these full gospel people came along, you know, preaching divine healing, man, I just went to meet them with, with open arms, you know, just like this kinfolks. Man, to be around somebody believing divine healing was a, real, was a real boost, a real spiritual boon to me, see? Well, now, they, they, they preach something else. They also preach, you know, uh, the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. And as I've said before many times, I just simply said, well, I'll, you know, I, I believe in the Holy Ghost all right, but I don't believe in tongues, and I'll just put up with a little fanaticism to have a little fellowship around faith and healing. But eventually I saw the truth. So on April the 8th, 1937, at eight minutes past 6 p.m., in the living room of the Full Gospel Parsonage, 309 North Chestnut Street, city of McKinney, Texas, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, spoke with other tongues. Spoke in tongues an hour and a half. Went down the street talking in tongues, I don't mean out loud, talking in tongues to myself, to church at, at 7.45. And, and you know, here I am, you know, you know how it is, you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, just sort of like you're up on cloud nine, you know. You're, just, you're walking on the clouds, you know. And, you know, boy, you just, you know, you got to somebody said, like I said, that silly grin, you know. <laughs> and uh, you're just so happy and so, so thrilled and full of ecstasy. You know, the first thing the same bunch told me was said it won't last. That's right. Yes, said it won't last. And you'll come back down to earth. See, this is April, so last April the 8th was 44 years, and I ain't never come back down yet. <laughs> I'm still walking on the clouds, glory to God. I don't know what they're talking about. 
I never have figured out what they're talking about. Oh, I do. I really know. You see, they didn't walk on in the spirit. They got back down here in the natural starting to operate. The devil took advantage of them, blooded their nose and beat their eyes black. And they said, oh, dear Lord. They got the wrong picture of God then. See, they didn't change their thinking and get off of the negative and onto the positive. Well, this is wonderful, all right. Praise God, what's happened to you? But something bad is coming, boy, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. You better get ready for it. It's coming. They're always looking for something bad. I was always the other way around. I was always looking for something good. Hallelujah. I remember a number of years ago, you remember, of course, we all knew it, and a lot of us had said it, but now, remember Brother Oral Roberts sort of popularized the statement, God's a good God. Remember that? You know, years ago, you know, he... God's a good God. He preached a sermon on God's a good God. And, and you know, and put out a little old plaque and, and popularized that statement, God's a good God. I was preaching a full gospel church, full gospel pastor. And I don't mean just one of them said it now. I mean about three out of four. Because I was in those days going from church to church holding what we call church meetings, you know. And, and I had pastor this and I'm thinking of right now, you know, he said, eh, I wish he wouldn't say that. Well, I said, why? Well, I said, it's not so. I said, you mean God's not good? Well, yeah, but said, that's going to leave a wrong impression with people. Well, I said, do you mean he's a mean God? Should, should he say God's a mean God? Well, he said, I'll tell you one thing, boy, if you don't rule right, he'll get you. Now, see, his idea of God was... You know, he's some kind of a austere judge that's sitting up there with a big gavel in his hand, you see. And the minute you do wrong, he's going to cock you on the head. I heard a fellow preaching full gospel right here in, in the state of Oklahoma. Good fellow, don't misunderstand me, saved, baptized, the Holy Ghost. But that don't mean his thinking's right. See, that's where we miss it a lot of time. Folks said, well, now they're saved and got the Holy Ghost. Well, did you ever stop to think about you? Go back to the Acts of the Apostles. The apostles were saved, baptized the Holy Ghost, and they still didn't think that the Gentiles could be saved. They had been saved. Now listen to me. The apostles and, and the early church had been saved and baptized with the Holy Ghost for 10 long years. They'd been speaking in tongues for 10 long years. You go back and examine. See, Acts 2, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Acts 2, and in the 10th chapter, when the Holy Ghost fell on the Gentiles there, when Peter preached to them, is 10 years between the two chapters. 10 years. For 10 solid years, they were saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, and still didn't think, didn't know, and didn't think that anybody could be saved except Jews. And it was strictly a Jewish church. Are you listening? And you remember how Peter went out on the housetop to pray and angel already visited Cornelius and Peter went on the housetop to pray and fell into a trance. Actually, the Greek says he fell over bodily. Another way of saying that was he just simply fell under the power of God. And while he's laying there up on the housetop under the power of God, he had a vision. He saw this great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, you know, and on this sheet all kinds of beasts, both clean and unclean. 
You remember under the Old Testament, Israel is certain animals that was unclean to them. They were not to eat, and certain ones were clean they could eat, see? And here's these unclean animals on that sheet as well as clean animals. And there's a voice from heaven said, Rise, Peter, slay and eat. Not so, Lord. Oh, no, nothing common or unclean's ever entered my mouth. And the voice of heaven said, Don't you call common and unclean that which I've cleansed. And that happened three times. And then when it's all over, you go on reading about it. After the third time, the sheet was taken up into heaven and all disappeared. And there's Peter still up there on the housetop and said he doubted in himself. You read that for yourself in the 10th chapter. Said he doubted. Or you could say, I think, in other words, sort of debated in himself about what this meant. What, what, what does this mean? See, it's hard to get that straightened out with your thinking because he's still thinking, well, no, you know, no, the Gentiles couldn't be saved. I mean, uh. and so the scripture said that these men, three of them had come from Cornelius' household. They was out there at the outer gate, see, because this angel had said, you know, to send to Joppa and inquire in the house of one Simon the Tanner for Simon Peter. So they was inquiring for Simon Peter. He's up on the housetop. Now, he can't see them because the houses were built with a banister around it. And besides that, he fell under the power anyway. And so he's out from under the power, but he evidently is still there on the floor, we'd say, so to speak. And so it said, the, the, the Spirit said to him. There in the 10th chapter, it said, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost said to him. There are three men seeking you. Go with them, doubting nothing. So he just followed the Spirit, you see, and went with him. But you see, I'm sure, you see, these three fellows told him, you know, now Cornelius has sent us. And there was an angel appeared to him and told him to send him. And, and I imagine that Peter began to get his eyes open. He said, uh-oh, well, I'm going to get in trouble with these Jews. Because he's one of them, he ought to know. I go down there and preach to the Gentiles, I'm going to get in trouble. They'll call me on the carpet just as sure as the world. I won't take my papers away from me. For preaching to the Gentiles. And they did, sure enough. I mean, they did. They called him on the carpet. They, you know, so he took some six brethren of the circumcision. That is, see, these were Jews. They'd been circumcised, but now then they were believers, you see, and been born again, filled with Took him with him, you see, as witnesses. And so when they got down there at Carnegie's household, you know the story, that Carnegie's told them how that he had seen this angel in his house and had told him, you know, to send there for, and the 14th verse of the 11th chapter of Acts said that this angel told him, send, you know, to Joppa and inquire in the house of Simon the Tanner for one Simon Peter, who when he is come, when Peter's come, he'll tell thee words whereby thy and thy house shall be saved. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the slimline book from Kenneth Hagan entitled The Master Restorer. The next item is the three CD series from Kenneth E. Hagan, Casting All of Your Cares Upon the Lord. All of these items are for the special price of $20. That's $6.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. 
You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Well, coming up, guess what's happening? We're going to throw the switch and we're going to turn on about 2 million lights. That's Somewhere right. around 6 p.m. is usually when we do that. And, you know, the lights will be on through New Year's Eve. No, New Year's New Day. Day. That's right. To 11 p.m. that night. That's right. From 6 p.m. Wednesday, November 27th yes. to January 1 at 11 p.m. they'll go off. And actually... Uh, we are so excited about the two million lights that on the campus. There's so much going on with people walking in the park, yes. concessions available, uh, hot chocolate, funnel cakes, I don't know what all. And then uh, our, our youth uh, sell uh, light these light-up deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the kids. For the kids, but all of the proceeds go to their mission trip. That's right. And they're going to Greece in, on yes. their, uh, when it, uh, in, in what? In, in 20, March. In March of 2020 when mm-hmm. they have spring break. Yes. They're going to take a trip to Greece this year. But if you bring some money by those kids, because those, those are really neat little they deals. Are. Light up toys deals. And I will tell you, it's breathtaking. I mean, I've seen the lights for year after year after year, but every year it's just breathtaking. Well, it's a little different every year. And the reason being is because we hire students come in to go to school. We hire them to put the lights up. And everybody has, a, you know, it's, it, it has a little bit of a different way they want That's to do right. something, and it, it looks really good. We kind of really... let them uh, be creative, yeah. right? Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on God's healing mercy. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for more great resources. The series you just heard is in the bookstore as well. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.